at the end of that, I have nothing to say. This is Corey, and this is the Are They Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 287 of the Are They Anthem Podcast. Uh, coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to find it is anchor.fm forward slash the Anthem. They have the links to all the different ones, or you can listen on Anchor. They have that availability as well. But uh, I know people are like, you know, sharks in the jets with their podcatcher of choice. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, you can go to iTunes here, or, you know, Google here or Spotify. It's all there. Yeah, we're Switzerland. We're everywhere. Just neutral. Neutral will be everywhere. Uh, But of course, you can also find more of the anthem at the anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, You can find, uh, generally find the recordings live. Uh, We record the episodes live at facebook.com forward slash show the anthem. Uh, and, of course, you can uh, find the videos of every episode that we do record at youtube.com forward slash oh, the anthem. And everything, including the merchandise store, is available at ohtheanthem.com. Unfortunately, no video again this time because uh, I'm just on set too much right now. Yeah, Corey's got a busy week. Uh, Wasn't this your chill down period? Isn't that what you said a few weeks ago? Well, I, I said that uh, this is the time of the season where there's a lot of people who are like trying to do like passion projects and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's a lot of like... Uh, wading through horrible offers to, <laughs> to do work for less than you deserve. Yeah. Um, but uh, good jobs have been coming through too, so. Strange. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. Making a career this. Yeah, I know. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so no video obviously this week, uh, but we are here in audio form, two, 287 consecutive weeks in a row of brand new content. Uh, and, you know, we can just dive right in uh, with a little sports ball action right off the top. Lots of big news in sports. None of it applies to Baltimore sports fans. <laughs> I mean, the Orioles season is over. Brady Anderson got fired. Yeah, what was the deal with that, though? Like, is it his fault? Anything that has really been going on? No, but I mean, like, uh, the... You, know, you got to think that Mike Elias joined, got this job, like, in late November. Yeah. And all the time to, like, hire managers and hire staff and all that sort of stuff had passed already. All oh, the good so people had jobs. Stayed with the, with the people who were there. Yeah, yeah. So he carried over a lot of people for this year just because they were warm bodies that knew what they were doing. Right. Yeah. Um, but now he's starting to make his real impact on what, he's, what he wants the front office to look like. I mean, so. they're like... Brady Anderson isn't quite like firing uh, Cal Ripken, but it's kind of like that. Like he's a a part of the franchise. Yeah, I mean Cal Ripken isn't really fired. He, what the Orioles had done like a year or two ago was create like sort of like a uh, honorary office. Yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah. a, uh, what's the professor emeritus or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's sort of like a uh, Oriole emeritus kind of thing. Well, also he uh, Cal owns. The, at least part of the Ironbirds in right. Aberdeen. So that's going to always... He'll always be part of the orban- organization. Yeah. But being a minor league owner it. isn't quite the same as like being owner of a major league team. Because yeah. you have no decision over who makes the team or not, you know? Yeah, now, and if he invested that uh, Iron Man money, he, maybe he wouldn't <laughs> been able to own a team. But uh, living frivolously and buying houses out in... Uh, uh, what's his name's neighborhood? Who's your friend who lived out there? Brian. Brian yeah. Not in Brian's <laughs> neighborhood. Ain't cheap. So uh, this is what happens. You don't have any money left at the end of it. That's where all the Republicans went. <laughs> all the city Republicans move out to Glendon. Wait, what are you saying about Kyle Ripken? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not making assumptions of the man. Uh-huh. He's probably Republican. <laughs> just, his father would, looked like a stereotypical Republican. Yep, so yep, yep. Uh, it's like hard he, to imagine that the, the fruit didn't fall far from the mm-hmm. tree kind of thing. Again, and I'm not going to say anything about Kyle Ripken Jr., but I will say Kyle Ripken Sr. looked like a man who'd use some words that aren't able to be used <laughs> in mixed company anymore. 
you know, he's a, he's a guy of the time. He was a man of the time. It had nothing to do with. Cal Ripken you know. Sr. looks a lot like the guy in Requiem for a Dream who's yelling at Marlon Wayans to put his back into it. In the <laughs> or the guy who's yelling at, uh, what's her name? Uh, brunette. Brunette. Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Ash to Ash. <laughs> if you have not or seen. Keith, or Keith. <laughs> Maid Marion. Welcome. <laughs> if you have not seen the who, movie, you need to. Yeah. Who did the narration for uh, Ken Burns Baseball? Oh, Bringing it full right. circle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but baseball is all but done. Uh, and now uh, it's that special time of year where not all Orioles fans, but you and I and a small group of us get to relive that wonderful trip to Detroit Yeah, from four, now five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, I mean, it's it's great to relive those memories. It's tragic that uh, in our adult lives, that may never happen again. I, I, I mean, like, I, I'm still what I would love nothing more now that uh, it looks like the Orioles rebuild is going to take a couple years. Yeah. And my Hollywood career is slowly but surely picking up steam. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope that by the time the Orioles are competitive again, I'm on like John Hamm level. Oh, you just fly where, like, where, you know, where like Ham's yeah. a Ham's a oh, St. No. Louis Cardinals fan. Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Charles, Josh Charles. Yeah, where that's, are they playing? I'm gonna go watch. Yeah, that's but why. I mean, like Ham gets those nice seats down low. You know, like he he's always on the camera. Like the Cardinals are in the playoffs. There's John Ham. Like yeah, I see, but Josh, uh, Josh Charles gets the. You don't have to worry about the seats. Mm. You come on into the clubhouse. Yeah. We're gonna have you in the back. Maybe I could get into some ceremonial first pitch action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul Rudd until he showed himself to be a fucking turncoat when we played the Royals. You don't remember mm. that? No. So in um, Baby Daddy, no, Knocked Up, he's wearing the Orioles hat and the Orioles jersey when he's doing the oh, fantasy yeah, baseball, yeah. and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm an Orioles fan. I've been an Orioles fan for a long time." I don't know. Then the Orioles play the Royler, Royals, <laughs> Royals, and all of a sudden he's out in Kansas City, rocking blue and gold and white. And I I'm think, like, I think he's always been a. <laughs> he has, yeah, yeah. Why weren't you wearing uh? Why weren't you wearing Royals jersey at your yeah. fantasy baseball? Why I mean, like it? Josh Charles talked about the Orioles in Sports Night. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want anyone to tell him the score of the Orioles game because Orlando Rojas was pitching. Oh, okay. And he wanted yeah. to be surprised and watch it by himself later, mm. even though he had the difficult job of being a sports anchor <laughs> to report on the scores. Uh, sports Night, much like Seinfeld, a show that a lot of those plot lines would not work in 2019. <laughs> As uh, he's live on the air, as if it would not be updated instantaneously now. Um, his phone would, uh, ironically, because it's a different network, make the and he'd get the update of the yeah. score. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But uh, that's all we have. The only joy we have are memories these yeah. days of baseball. And uh, unfortunately, it's only been six days since we recorded, so no new football game. Well, yeah. Us. I mean, like, part of the problem here is that uh, we could talk a little bit about sports, but. You know, like by the time Tuesday rolls around and you're listening to this, the Major League Baseball division series might be wrapped up in some yeah. sort of way. Best of five, right? So it's uh, we don't know what happened with the Ravens and the Steelers. I nope. mean, we could do one of our like Super Bowl previews where we like make up the fake story. Yeah, but uh, we could either miss it completely or do something so ludicrous that it actually comes true, like the Cleveland Browns coming into Baltimore and winning forty to twenty-five, which I would never have predicted. In a million years. I, I was worried about that game, though, because it, it, it seemed like uh, this was just the trap of trappiest of trap games. Oh, yeah. Where, like, they've been so terrible, and now they come in and 
beat up on the Ravens who've been like I was gonna say Scott come see come saw so far. You you told me uh you, you said it, it's always weird uh week four, week five is always a weird week and where people lose and, and uh Scott who is a uh, uh Chiefs fan, another Kansas City person, um said that uh it's it's one of those where they're due. And you never know when it's gonna happen. Could have been this week that they're due, week five, but instead they got a week four and now you're they're going into week five and they're scaring an opponent. Whoever they're playing this week, the Jets, maybe. Well, week four is like a weird pressure week. Yeah, where it's like got to turn it around. Or you started one and two. It's like, are you going to go one and three, or are you going to make this five hundred and get right back into it? Yeah, like yeah. it's it, there's a lot of pressure building on week four. Um, yeah, it's sort of like it's not like indicative of like what you should like. If I was a professional gambler, I would take a week off around week four. Yeah, <laughs> I would just like be like, nah, I'm good. On the plus side, though, now with baseball over, uh, we could possibly safely go to to uh, Vegas for a weekend. I mean, you could put money on NFL football, but there's no. only so many games that you can bet <laughs> on. Uh, you go on an MLB weekend, and it's uh, 32 teams means 16 games times three days that you're there. And uh, Corey is, uh, you know. Well, also, what I love about gambling on football is it's so easy. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you know, here here's the line. The Ravens are favored by two and a half, so either they win by two and a half, or they, or you don't cover. That's basically how it how it works. Yeah. Um, and baseball sometimes, like the the way that you calculate an over under with like a win and like uh, hockey and all those sports are too ridiculous to like actually bet on. Yeah, I feel like it's just football too, is easy. Yeah, because it, it's always like two and a half. All right, so they're either gonna win. I, I mean, I guess they could lose. They could get a. Safety. They could get like a twenty-seven, twenty-six win or something like that. Yeah, but but it rarely is that. It's, yeah, oh, it's usually in the even increments where you're like two and a half. They got to win by a field goal. Great, I can do that in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and figure that out. But baseball is very not that. Well, and like you know, there was like a, a. I remember I was in Vegas during baseball season once, and it was Ubaldo pitching. <laughs> And I bet against the Orioles because I was just like smart bet. That's a smart like, bet. Like Ubaldo's pitching, they're not going to win. Thinking, thinking man's bet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was a day where like they had like five back to back home runs, and the Orioles won like fifteen to ten or something. Yeah. And like Ubaldo <laughs> left the game in like the third after giving up like seven runs. But at that point, we were already up like twelve. To yeah. <laughs> so the the offense actually covered, which yeah, is not something they do every day. I was just so. like, Ugh. I'm never mean? betting on baseball again. This is stupid. But uh, yeah, so other than that, just, uh, you should walk up to the front with your money and just be like, here's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hockey starting soon, though, right? Yeah, already started. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's how much I care. Um, <laughs> just but started this past weekend. The, so. the torture begins anew for Corey. Here we go again. There's not torture yet. There, uh, the, it's uh, the old line with basketball, though. It's, it's an 82-game season with two eliminate two teams. Yes. <laughs> Like, we're there's so many. I'm not worried about the Capitals not making the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, I think there's going to be like a easily recognizable reason why. Yeah, and it'll be like, early. It'll be early. It, it, uh, probably. I mean, like it would have to be like Holtby suffers <laughs> season-ending injury. Ovechkin, oh, okay. Holtby, Oshie, and Backstrom were all driving to the game together and got run off the road. <laughs> And like, now all right, not that's gonna be the for the next three months. Just be like, yeah, Cavs probably ain't gonna win. <laughs> not going anywhere this year, all right? But otherwise, uh, getting in the playoffs is, I mean, usually half the battle. It's not really half the battle in the NHL. But then you just get there to start a whole new season. Yeah. 
and we'll see how it goes. And yeah. then you're, it's the metro and the rural and the <laughs> east and the <laughs> southwest. What is it? What's the four divisions? It's uh, metro, mm-hmm. Atlantic, mm-hmm. Uh, Pacific, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the other one. And you realize that at least two of those cover the same exact area of the country? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just so we're clear about that. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> the metro is the metropolitan ones. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You so can clearly identify the teams. The Atlantic, <laughs> the Atlantic uh, teams are. It's, it's six divisions, I think. There's, there are, there's like twelve teams in hockey. Why do we need tw- six divisions? There's, there's I, thirty teams. In- you know, I heard about. Uh, do you know about the uh, Whalers? Don't the NHL.com.com. Do you know uh, the Whalers thing about the Whalers old symbol? Yes. Something I do, about uh, yeah, I I talked about <laughs> talked about this last year. Did you? Yeah, how the Carolina Hurricanes are wearing them for select games, and they should mm. rot in hell and die forever. What is, what's the old uh, thing? The Hartford Whalers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a W that looks like a whale's tail, right? And then there's a little tiny like H at the and top, the, and in the negative space, it's an H, right? Is that what it is? No, it's like so. Think of it like the tail of a whale. Yeah, yeah. But like the tail is down. Okay. Kinda. So that was it makes the, the W, and then the H is like where it connects the ah, rest okay, of the whale, okay. you know? And, and uh, is there a team that had an igloo being cut in half with a hockey stick as their symbol? No, it is four, by the way. It's uh, Pacific, Central, Atlantic, and Metro. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Again, two of those are the exact same areas of the country. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like how Metro is like supposed to be like all the big teams. Right, yeah. All the ones that like you know. From like cities that you know, Philadelphia, New York, yeah, yeah, DC, yeah. Baltimore. Um, oh, wait. But of course, there's Carolina in there, mm. and there's New Jersey, and there's Columbus, and I guess New Jersey kind of fits in with New York, like it's part of the extended. There are already two teams in New York. Yeah, although um, the Islanders don't really play. But uh, teams that missed out on the cut of being Metro Division yes. are like Toronto and Montreal and Detroit and Boston. Boston's Ottawa. Not, Boston's not metro. Ottawa is the capital of a country. <laughs> I know. It's not a metro team. Toronto is the largest I just, city in Canada. I just named Canada. you the three largest cities in Canada. Yeah. And they don't make the cut on metro. Well, to be fair, it's Canada. So, <laughs> I mean. What the, what the fuck is Columbus doing here, really, at the end of the day? Or Carolina? Fuck Carolina. Well, and that's been a hard, that's been, that's a hard take. <laughs> There's sports ball. All right, so um, I got my phone here somewhere where we got topics. I am so well prepared. Oh, I'm, I'm recording. Should uh, I, do you want to share mine? Yeah, I'm live on uh, Instagram Live uh, with my phone. <laughs> uh, since we have Rob was worried that if people didn't see his face for, I mean, listen, it's a genuine concern. Okay, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what, what's Should our, we start with abortion and SCOTUS? Yes. Is that- uh, so uh, news of the week. That's the section. It's news. Yeah. Uh, let's call it non presidential news mm. can't even say non-political non-presidential news so yeah um just non, today non our president is a fucking idiot news <laughs> just today uh scotus announced that they are going to be hearing a abortion case yeah uh and i didn't care enough to read <laughs> which one it which was. case it was but as we discussed in the pre-show meeting i would imagine it's not going to be the carolina alabama heartbeat Cases? Georgia, you mean? Oh, Georgia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll likely be um, a more reasonable, like, Texas law, which made it, like, 12 weeks, and there's, like, a Wyoming law that was, like, 10 weeks. Those are the ones that are likely to uh, to be heard by SCOTUS. 
The problem is we they haven't heard an abortion uh, case since Trump appointed two conservative judges. So uh, the fact is, folks, this could be the ball game, as they say, and not really the ball game. What it just means is state law, Louisiana abortion case. Oh, okay. What's the uh, what's the week count? Hold on a second. Uh, so as I was saying, uh, it's not really the ball game because it'll go back to state law. Essentially, what Louisiana is going to be arguing in this case, no matter what it is, is that state law should apply, not the federal law. Uh, they should have the right to de- determine what. That applies to their citizens. And as we know about Republicans, they really care about state level determination uh, unless it's a liberal state making a liberal rule. Then it's a fucking problem, uh, as Trump showed us when he came to California to tell us that California couldn't make stricter standards than uh, the federal government would make. Uh, Yeah, this article does not clearly state what the Louisiana one is about. But I I imagine it's not going to be a heartbeat law. Uh, because those are not likely to make it. Although, no, the Georgia one got overturned at the uh, appeals state level or the appeals court level, so it's likely to not be as restrictive as that. But um, yeah, so uh, that's going to be heard in the spring, and that means it'll be decided probably this time next year. Okay, the Louisiana law, which was enacted in 2014, requires doctors performing abortions to have admitted privileges, admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. Only one doctor in Louisiana has been able to meet the requirement the law challengers say. Ah. So it's one of those, can we restrict the access to abortion By, so much so that it basically becomes illegal? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, oh, see, this is a devious law because yeah. it, the hospital itself can say, if you perform abortions, we're not going to give you privileges. Yeah. And that just keeps you from being, right. uh, being able to provide mm. services. Now, here's the problem. I don't know that the conservative judges are going to agree with that. This may not be, have been the one to uh, bring up first because I mean, in, in the end, then that interferes with commerce yeah. and you have uh, uh, Roberts who is right. before sided with liberals when it's like, this is going to interfere. I don't care about what the ridiculous heartfelt argument they're making. This interferes with commerce and I am yeah. about making free commerce. So despite the fact that this might be idealistically where I lie, we need to find another way. Though to do Roberts it. has sort of surprised us. Uh, a lot here recently. With. Yeah, but I, I think he finds other reasons to side yeah. with the liberal judges. It's generally something that's like, idealistically, I agree. However, we can't just go about... <laughs> On the law, you're wrong. Yeah we, yeah, we can't just go about making laws to get what we want. You have to find a way in which the law applies correctly, and then I'll be with you. Yeah. But until then, no. Yeah. Um, And um, who is Merrick Garland's replacement? Uh... Not Kevin. Oh, uh, fuck. White-haired guy? Yeah. White-haired white guy. That's really descriptive <laughs> for the Supreme Court. Um, Starts with a G. Also, uh, I just referred to Merrick Garland as if he sat on the court and not <laughs> like he was denied his seat. <laughs> like, oh, that was his seat. He just wasn't able to take it. Gorsuch. Uh, Gorsuch, Gorsuch was the yes. one. Yeah. Um, Gorsuch is probably going to be far right no matter what. <laughs> I like so. how Gorsuch is basically like the footnote of the Supreme Court. <laughs> How's it, how's it going to feel for him to be known forever as the guy who took someone else's seat? Yeah, That's I don't think he it. gives a shit. Probably not. I'm no. still going to say Supreme Court justice when he dies. Yeah. Uh, and the as same, a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Um, it might actually uh, be the same for Kavanaugh, except for if this whole impeachment of the president thing hadn't come up, there might have been an impeachment of a Supreme Court justice that came up. So I, I he don't might ima- be saying thank you. See, I don't even imagine that they would go so far as to, you know, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> 
Here's a, he's You're got not going to no, overturn it. Like. He's got no spine, and it might be like, let's start rumbling about impeachment and see if we can just get him to step down. See, I, I honestly, I think the only... The only hope we have for Kavanaugh is if the Nationals just start becoming, like, very political all of a sudden. Okay. And just start, like, uh, uh, putting, like, chants up on the scoreboard that are mm-hmm. just like, fuck you, Brett Kavanaugh, or stuff like Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm just trying to enjoy my beer. What the <laughs> fuck? If you can't, like, enjoy his, his Nationals games, then. Come stumbling, stumbling out on the field, no pants, beer in hand. <laughs> Supreme Fine. Court justice. Fine, Let abortion is Kavanaugh. legal. <laughs> Fine, have all your stupid abortions. Just stop making fun of me in the Nationals game. I don't know. That's my Kavanaugh voice. It's just like a drunk, yeah. belligerent man. That's it. It's, hey! it's appropriate. Hey! That sounds like a guy who'd uh, have his friend stick his dick in some chick's face. So. Has anybody seen my dick? <laughs> no, no. It's has there any, Does anybody want to see my dick? That's what he would ask. Um, if he doesn't know where it is, technically he's not responsible for it. True, true. <laughs> Sometimes my dick just goes wandering all around the neighborhood. I think that's the famous Supreme Supreme Court case, Finders v. Keepers. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know where it is, I'm not responsible. Sorry. Uh, um, in other I don't, more depressing... I don't know where my rhino went. Where is it? <laughs> I... Uh, oh, in, in uh, slightly more depressing news than abortion becoming illegal again in most states down in California. God bless you, California. Um, the economy is going to, is entering a slowdown. Now yeah. this is probably a surprise for no one because we all live in America and we've seen that slowdown prices going up, pay going down, big surprise. However, I don't mean the American economy. What I mean is the global economy. Uh, the brakes have been applied to the global economy in a way that has not happened since 1987 and in fact has surpassed the slowdown of 1987, and it's quickly approaching the slowdown of 1929. Mm. Um, And the problem is, as we creep closer and closer to that, it gets rather precipitous, where it's a slow creep until you hit a certain point, and then then it falls off the edge. And that's really the problem, is that it's like sliding towards an actual cliff. There's a lot of opportunities to catch yourself and go back up the side. But once you hit the edge, you're not Wiley Coyote. We're not going to just hover out there like, (laughs) we can make this happen. It'll be fine. They're more like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just just keep going down all the way over the edge. Hold strong, little tree. (laughs) (laughs) And just imagine, that little tree and Chris Farley are both Donald Trump. That's... (laughs) But uh, yes, uh, as to as could be predicted when it happened, this economic slowdown brought to you by Donald Trump. <laughs> brought um, to you by tariffs. <laughs> uh, a man who does not understand economics decided to get involved in economic policy. And uh, so, sometimes I think of Trump's brain like uh, from BoJack Horseman, like mm-hmm. Hollywood stars. What do they know? What do they know them? Let's find out. The announcer from Donald uh, Trump, the economy. What? How does this work? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm just going to start pushing buttons and see what happens. <laughs> What's the tariff? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. So uh, I watched the Lego movie two. <laughs> Who cares about farmers? Tariff. Yeah. I watched uh, Lego movie two. Have you mm-hmm. seen Lego movie two? No, I do not recommend it. Okay. Uh, whatever magic they captured with the first one. Are you trying to tell me that not everything is awesome? There is a song. In the Lego Movie 2, 
that is not everything is awesome. Mm. And uh, when the when the credits scrolled, I knew that Lord and Taylor were involved. Lord and Taylor? Yeah. Yes. Phil Lord. Or Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Lord yeah. and Taylor is a ladies' yeah, yeah, clothing yeah. star. Lord and Miller. I knew that's where you involved. get some fancy underwear, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's where uh, ladies of larger carriage would get fancy underwear. Oh, okay. Yes, it's a certain type of lady that goes to yeah. Lord and Taylor. But Lord and Miller, I knew they were involved because mm-hmm. they wrote and directed the first one. Yeah. And I imagine that this was going to be a lot like uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, brought to you by. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, his name's on it, but not really involved. We have to sell something, so. Yeah. I, and especially because I wa- after watching it, I was like, wow, this is not a good not a good story. Uh, I, I don't, it just felt like it was lost a little bit. Did you feel that same way with Hustlers and uh, uh, the Adam McKay influences, too? I did not. Oh. I thoroughly enjoyed Hustlers. However, you and I have lived very different lives, <laughs> lives and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, it resonated with me. Let's say that <laughs> there are some scenes from that movie that uh, resonated deeply with me, and um, I was watching with someone who I could not admit the resonation of such <laughs> scenes. Um, so yeah, uh, that's uh, a thing that we have to deal with. But uh, Lord and Taylor, yeah, Lord and Miller, Lord and Miller, the fancy credits, lady underwear. The credits rolled on the Lego Movie Two, and they wrote it, they directed it. The original story that it was based on was them with another person. I was like, wow, rare miss. Mm. Because I think everything they've done, I've been a huge fan of, yeah. except for this. So don't waste your time. I don't know how I got into this. I feel like it was important. What were we talking about before this? The global economy. The global economy. And then Trump slowdown and... Tariffs and Hollywood stars and... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point. There's something about... The Lego movie that is a lot like Donald Trump. Both not worth seeing. Yeah, both not worth seeing. <laughs> both should not have been done. Um, I don't know. Fuck if I know. Anyway. Um, should have given up after the first one. It, the problem is it was like it was like sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I tried to get back <laughs> to the point of the first sidebar and I can't even fucking remember Hustlers? Um, well, we can get back to Hustlers because I want to talk about movies a little bit at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. But um, the tariffs, uh, we're just going to play around with this and see what happens. God damn it. That's what it was about. Fucking just play, play around and see what happens. And Anyway, not important. That's Way exactly what he's doing. Thing. That's exactly what he's doing. He doesn't have any idea what anything is, and he's just basically like, here, let's try this. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Lord Miller said, oh, anybody, they'll watch anything for a Lego movie. And it was just like, we're going to try a bunch of stuff that seems unconnected, throw it into one movie, mm-hmm. call it the Lego movie. And because they're all Lego characters, it'll make sense. It did not make sense. Yeah. Uh, one of the themes was that uh, one of the people that you don't see very often, mm-hmm. uh, just like the first movie was a, a child, a younger child. And that was kind of the put together. It's like, Oh, the reason that everything doesn't fit together exactly is because it's coming from the mind of a small child. Oh, and their unreliable narrator memory. Yeah, basically, yeah. And I'm like, listen, there's a lot of ways to do unreliable narrator. This is a really poor choice to do that. Would that make uh, so? Uh, I guess given this uh, sequel equals problem. Yeah. Would yeah. you be worried about the sequel to Into the Spider Verse? No, because I feel like that is something they really want to do, and the Lego Movie was something that they had to do because it's like, hey, we really like you to do this, and like, 
okay, we really want to do that. And like, just bang out a Lego movie real quick and we'll do that. And like, okay, cool. And then they show up on the Monday after that Thursday meeting, like Lego movie. And, uh, (laughs) shall we go to Vegas for the weekend? (laughs) Okay. Uh, all right, good. No, I mean, finished product. They handed an extra tape over to them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They actually just went and played with Legos and, uh, (laughs) shot a movie and gave it to them. And they're like, okay, we need a little something more. <laughs> something, something is hilarious to me about the idea of Lord Miller just on the floor, like, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is cool when you're part of Okay, so I don't want to spoil too much of it, but there literally was a moment where the Lego characters have the realization that they are Lego pieces, and they flash out of the computer-generated world into the real world where they are Lego men. And they literally fight... By jumping and banging into each other. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is the laziest fucking writing I have ever seen in my life. And it makes no goddamn sense. It's time travel. There's time travel in the Lego 2 movie. And I don't, I don't understand why. I don't understand the need for it. And this is where we are because Trump is leading us to a global economic slowdown. Tariffs don't make the economy stronger. There, there's been uh, things I've been hearing recently about uh, Republicans secretly hoping that the economy collapses so yeah. that they can sort of like now do, do all the Trump thing. Like, just that the economy collapses over the weekend, then they could just be like, Trump's Ukraine call is out of control and get rid of them and be like, all these problems are because of Trump. Maybe, maybe. And then they can just like put Mike Pence up and like try and do the like, I'll fix it. I think arguably what they really want I is. I didn't agree with Trump at all. I'll fix it. I mean, maybe that's what they're saying, but I feel like these guys are sitting in the cloakroom saying, like, Handmaid's Tale, not so bad, right? Like, we could get that. <laughs> and uh, all we need is a global economic ca- catastrophe. And so they're going to push for a global economic yeah. catastrophe. Uh, oh, my God. And the abortion laws coming up in the spring. It's all coming together, Corey. Who is the writer of Handmaid's Tale? I feel like I should Oh, yeah, I know. Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's as if she was a prophet, and she's just basically <laughs> writing the Trump administration history uh, in advance. Anyway, uh, moving on to another story this week. Um, arguably a story that would be huge on any other week in which there wasn't a first whistleblower. We found out about a second whistleblower this week. Popular a- popular time of the season for whistleblowers. Apparently. <laughs> um <laughs> and because uh, you can't whistle during the summer, you gotta wait till the fall. The well, this guy that is has whistling been, time. This guy has been whistling for about fifteen months now. <laughs> and uh, let me ask you, how frustrated would you be if you risked life and limb to whistleblow on the president of the United States, mm-hmm. who has shown he has very much disregard for re- demo- uh, democracy or the republic, and might very well have you killed? Yeah, only to basically be told by Congress, "Thank you for helping us." However, you're whistleblowing on this very complicated economic issue. And the president just went on TV and admitted the thing that he was saying he didn't do. He yeah. did and asked for it again and then asked another world leader to do the same thing. This time on camera in front yeah, of the American so people. Given that, we're going to go with <laughs> that one and we're going to put you on hold. And we're also going to name you. Uh, so... Cool, it's like, thanks. It's like in the Madden face of the franchise when you select the team that you want to play for. Yeah, yeah. And then right after you selected it, thinking you're going to be their starting quarterback, you find the number one recruit who came in your place. Yeah. And yeah. you spent four years on the bench. Sort of like that. Yeah. That's how yeah. that guy must feel. Yeah, yeah. It really hurt me when that happened in Madden. That's why I keep talking, bringing it up. <laughs> I committed to USC. I wanted to be the quarterback. 
Oh, would have gone somewhere else. Yeah, it I would have gone to Texas if I knew this was gonna happen. It would have happened there too. No, I, I hate to tell you. No matter where it happened. No matter where I picked, it, it would have happened. I went back and did every team. Like number one recruit, Marcus Washington. It always happens. Yo, where's Corey going? Um, I'm make him sit on the bench. <laughs> I also thought it was really weird that you kept the default character. That was that was strange in my book. What do you mean? Uh, I just see you playing as Corey Baker, but you're a uh, six foot five skinny black guy, and I'm wondering why uh, mm-hmm. you chose. I'm just joking. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> There's no videos that people can tell from your inflection. Oh yeah, that's well. Yeah. I mean, there is a video people can tell from my inflection. <laughs> uh, it's over at Instagram.com forward slash Robert and G. Uh, so you uh you filled in the the what. This whistleblower is, is yeah. a legend. Do you want to uh, go through it again for the so, audience? I, I mean, just quickly, because it's not going to be a huge deal, but um, his this whistleblower's father worked for Deutsche Bank and apparently either died under some mysterious circumstances or committed suicide. Nonetheless, he left his his son a like a vault full of documents, and those documents seem to support the fact that the president is both personally gaining from a lot of schemes uh, and also actively involved in said schemes uh, to make money. So it's essentially uh, all the evidence that they need in order to impeach him on an emoluments clause violation. However, it's also very, very complicated because it's not, you know, it's not asking for a favor. It's here is how he's routing money around and here is how he's asking someone to do something they do something to someone else. They do something to someone else. Money gets paid into a Deutsche Bank account, and then all of a sudden the president goes through with a thing that was requested of him by a foreign leader. So it, it's convoluted, and Americans are dumb. And if that was all they had, maybe that's what they would go for. Yeah. But it's not all they have. They have the president on national TV saying, I didn't do the things that they asked. They are saying I did, and then also doing the thing again, and then doing it a second time to another foreign leader. So, um, again, I understand Congress is saying, um, what I go with the simple one, what I would like to imagine that Congress is doing. And if I was, uh, if I was in charge somewhere in the Congress, if I was a Pelosi or a Schiff, perhaps, uh, I would be spending some time just coming up with the fun little bombs you can drop on Trump during the impeachment inquiry. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, like obviously one week you're going to have to haul Pompeo up there. You're going to have to haul Rudy Giuliani up there and make him ask questions. But there's no reason that on like just a random Tuesday when you don't have any uh, any people scheduled to testify that week, yeah, you can't just drop like the top line on <laughs> Trump's personal Deutsche Bank account. Yeah, sure, why not? Where it's just like, hey, uh, funny thing by the way about Trump. Did you know he only has two hundred thirty-three thousand dollars in his account? <laughs> I would really like to see that. That would be great. Uh, and then and just have an entire week of Trump just being like, you know, like, yeah, that's just my toilet paper account. That's not. My, they don't have access to my real account. Fake news. All the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fake news is, by the way, when you know it's true. The fun part is uh, when you invite Mon- Mike Pompeo up to the hill and he says, no, we're absolutely not going to do that. And then all 12 people who are the senior people in his office say, yeah, we'll be there Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, you realize that uh, administration stays forever. So you might be yeah. the secretary. But everybody under you is looking for a lifetime job, not just to be there for the Trump administration. Right. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um, But the scarier news, I think, is that uh, the 
parties put out their fundraising reports. Mm-hmm. And uh, with all of this aside, all of these fun, fun stories aside, the RNC has raised $125 million in a single quarter, yeah. which is essentially all dedicated to the president's re-election campaign. And that is fucking scary. That's a lot of money. It's as much as Bush had the entire time he was running for president in 2000. Yeah. People said, oh my God, he has built a $125 million war chest. He's untouchable. And the RNC did that in one quarter. Right. He had been planning on running for president for three years. Like, that's ridiculous. So it's a bit scary. Uh, And, you know, we, uh, I think twice now you've said, uh, you know, well, we'll put Pence up there. And it seems illogical until you start seeing how uh, these commercials every five minutes on TV about how great a president Mike Pence would make. And you realize people are fucking dumb. And they'll be like, <laughs> you know what? I think Mike Pence would be a good president. I think he'd be fine. And then, well, I recently heard that Nancy Pelosi drinks the blood out of skulls of immigrant children. By the way, did you hear the one about uh, Trump and uh, requiring that all new immigrants have health, proof of health insurance? Oh, before they can get a green card. Really? Yeah. Or get a visa. I'm sorry. Because, you know, they bring all their diseases. And on top Uh, of that, they're uh, rapists and criminals. Well, and, you know, they're they're just a drag on the public dime. Yeah. Like, why am I paying for some some woman from Honduras to come here with all her diseases? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like my taxpayer monies pay for that. Yeah. You mean the Honduran woman who's going to work three jobs? Yeah. Not get her taxes back because she can't pay. Yeah, and then put into a prison, quote unquote, to uh, wait until she gets deported. A fenced in area under an overpass in Texas? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, Before before she's allowed to go back to the place where they'll kill her? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that party raised $125 million (laughs) in a quarter, which means that there are a lot of rich people who are saying, hey, I don't like what he stands for, but. I do like getting tax breaks. So, uh, given given the choice, uh, and I'll just remind you, um, some of your favorite families, uh, the Hiltons, yeah. the Kennedys, um, Ford, GM, made a lot of money from doing business dealings with the Nazis, right up and until they started shooting at Americans. Yeah. And some of them, even after. <laughs> um, we put a, an embargo on rubber. And uh, so DuPont a very strong American family started selling them synthetic rubber. So that's the Nazis. They said, Hey, we need tires for our uh, Jeeps because we got this American problem on the continent. And DuPont said, Oh boy, do we have the solution for you? (laughs) DuPont synthetics. They'll fix anything. And, um, they sold them tires. So, uh, it's almost as American as apple pie, just, you know, supporting the worst of worst causes. Speaking of the worst of worst causes, a story from last week, which uh, wrapped up a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, The Amber Geiger case, Botham Jean's murder case. Uh, Did you see that the the verdict came down this week? Yes, yes. They put her back on the stand on Monday, and the prosecutor did the biggest fucking mic drop I have ever (laughs) seen. He got her back on the stand on Monday morning after, like, resting on, or not resting, but, like, calling it on Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And was basically just, he asked her, like, three questions, and he was just like, you know what? I don't think I need to say anything else. I think you've proven your own guilt. No further questions. And he went and sat down. Can you imagine being in the jury like, yeah. ooh, look at the <laughs> dick on him. Oh, 
he got that big dick energy. All right, no, no, all right, let's see what he got. And then the defense stood up and like meagerly asked questions for an hour after the prosecution had been grilling her for three yeah. days and then sat down. And uh, prosecution called his case. That's where you got, as a lawyer, you got to work on that face where you like look up occasionally from your, you're taking notes. And it's just like you look up at the lawyer's question like, really, dude? That's what you're going to ask now? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just quietly laughing to yourself, shaking your head as you write down notes. And uh, then the jury looks at you and just like, God, the, the raging set of balls on that man. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the um, the defense case lasted less than a day in total. Mm. And then apparently because his, her lawyer was not as good as everybody thought he was, he was just like, we're going to put this in the hands of the jury. I have faith. And it took them like three and a half hours <laughs> to come back with a guilty finding. Um and she uh, is now awaiting sentencing. And the biggest controversy out of the case uh, isn't really a controversy, I guess, but it's that the brother, Botham Jean's brother, basically was like, nothing we punish you with is going to get him back. So I don't really care what they do to you. Um, but the judge fucking came out and hugged her after the case because they had had previous like interactions, contact with yeah. each other. And I'm just like, the fuck? You seem like you were like in it at the beginning. Uh, I showed a couple of videos to maybe our- maybe uh, he was just pulling a uh, uh, the same thing the judge and uh, fuck what was the murder serial killer's case Ted Bundy. Oh, where he was just trying. She was trying like to you could have you could have been a lawyer if you tried if you didn't go yeah. down this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean that could have been it, but trying to set it up like there's not like some improper conduct here. Or- yeah, but. I, I fear that it wasn't it. I fear that it was legitimately like, I'm sorry. And I think that the what happened at the beginning of the trial was more about her being insulted that she would someone would try to go around her. Yeah. That, and you think it's like you're insulted about the impact on justice, but this just made me see like, oh, that was a personal slight. That had nothing to do with like, how dare you try to corrupt this trial? It was <clears> like, bitch, I thought I told you <laughs> and now you didn't listen to me. And um <gasps> It's just heartbreaking. Like the Republic is. Uh, how about a? Uh, how about a? Uh, in fifteen years, when she gets out of prison or whatever it is, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, we'll see. Fifteen years. That's 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 seems a long time for this I'm, kind of. thing. I'm throwing out a random number, but Listen, I'm saying a like, cop murdered a black guy. All right, it's not like fifteen months at least. I, oh, months. I thought you said years. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, fifteen. <laughs> the good news is she'll be able to find a job in fifteen years. When uh, Gene Ryan gets her a new gig in the Baltimore Police Department. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe mm. the one lone story out of Baltimore. I guess we could jump to that. Um, I, this is how I put this. <laughs> the Baltimore corner where you get straight open. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, I put this story, this question to Corey. Uh, in the ludicrous nature <laughs> that we know Baltimore to be. And I'll put it to you. Let's let's play. Let's reenact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, hey, by the way, I heard a, uh, heard a, a crazy story out of Baltimore. We should add it to the uh, list. Oh yeah, what's that? All right, so uh, let's just let's play this. If I was to say, uh, well, let me ask you: Do you remember who Gene Ryan is? The former head of the Baltimore Fraternal Order of Police. Yes, uh, FOP head. Uh, and uh, what if I told you that he got a new assignment? Because he's a cop, he gets a new assignment and a new gig once he's not the the head of the FOP anymore. Absolutely, they, uh, they treat the FOP head as a job. Yeah. Uh, they don't want him to be out on the beat. So yeah, so no. now he's not FOP head; he gets a new job. And if I was to say to you, what is the most Baltimore decision about a department to stick him in. What would it be? Internal affairs. Absolutely. <laughs> if we are going to have a guy who defends cops 
and automatically says they are not guilty uh, and they've had done nothing wrong, including, by the way, the GTTF yeah. and all of their members. Um, the best place we can stick him is the one department meant to look over all the dirty cops. Yeah, yeah. to look out for dirty cops. I mean, that just absolutely makes sense to me. You'd be a fool not to, really. Yeah. So, you know what I'm going to enjoy? Um, and I, I think this is a not only is it a bad move because Gene Ryan is probably not the best person for this job. Yeah. yeah. If I'm making a list of people who are not good for this job, I imagine I would put Gene Ryan somewhere near the top of the list. To be um, fair, there's a lot of Baltimore cops I'd put at the top of that list. <laughs> uh, most of them. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> Wayne Jenkins isn't back yet, so he's got to. He's got to fall behind some other people. As you can uh, remember, he's Baltimore Serpico. Serpico, yes, yes, he, he is indeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys just didn't let me do it long enough. I was doing an investigation. I told nobody and I did illegal things, but only because I was going to tell about it later. I have all these notes. Wayne, those are your books. You were keeping <laughs> books of people who owed you money. No, no, it was notes for my investigation. All right. Listen, as soon as I got past retirement... <laughs> And I could leave with full benefits. Then I was going to tell everybody about what I learned. As soon as I was 10 years past the last crime I committed <laughs> and the statute of limitations had stopped, I was going to tell everything. Okay. I was definitely not going to retire to the Eastern Shore with a boat called Getting Away With It. <laughs> I think I know a dude with a boat called Getting Away With It. Oh, man. Um, it's the boat he fucks his mistress on. Yeah. Fun, fun fact though. I, 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 I see uh I see a tremendous pot of uh of revenge coming soon though. Yeah. Because yeah. do you know who's toying around with a possible run for mayor of Baltimore? Oh dear God. Who? T J Smith. The wait, wait, wait. The T former The uh, guy uh media guy. Yeah, the former press secretary basically yeah. for the Baltimore Police Department. Okay. And Something he went to Anne Arundel, right? No, he's in Baltimore County. Baltimore County, okay. Yeah, where he's not in charge of media, but he's doing something at the top of the police organization there. Okay. But he's not like on beat kind of thing. He's just sort of like a, he's not like a lieutenant, but he's like sort of in the executive command somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, he, apparently he's been toying with the idea of running for mayor of Baltimore. And I imagine the introductory press conference is going to be must-watch TV because he will probably be dro dropping some information that he isn't necessarily supposed to drop in a, in a way to get attention for his campaign. Yeah. It's like, by the way, I know things I haven't said before, and now i got to tell you, I'm going to run to, uh, for mayor of Baltimore to fix these things. For example, did you know that in the basement of Baltimore Police Headquarters, they have dog fights every Wednesday? Surprise! <laughs> See, I think you think better of him than I think of every cop ever. I feel like he's going to come out and be like, I am the patrolman's candidate. I am the guy. I, I, like, I don't TJ, none of them live in the city, man. They can't vote for you. They all live I, in New York. In York. <laughs> I think TJ is not dumb enough to start running a campaign for mayor of Baltimore as the police candidate. I think his only hope is to go in there and be like, listen, I've seen some shit. <laughs> I know where the bodies are hidden. Um, I can fix this. I'm just going to note that our... I am Baltimore Serpico. <laughs> our, <laughs> our current state's attorney is who? <laughs> the Right Honorable Marilyn Mosby. And I believe that her campaign most recently was based on what? Uh, the... Uh, Sean's... No, it wasn't Sean's... What was it? Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, the... 
I don't know. What, what? It was, I prosecuted police during Freddie Gray. Yeah. When she was in the black community. And when she was in the white community, it was, I have been an ally to the Baltimore Police yeah, yeah, Department. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will prosecute police who don't do their job. But generally speaking, I've been a great ally to them. So you're telling me that TJ can't run as the Baltimore police candidate. No, I don't. Marilyn Mosby got reelected. And if I remember, I think I think it would be pretty foolish of him to say that everything that happened during his his time at the Baltimore Police Department went well. Mm. It's kind of like Gene Ryan running running AI. It's almost it's nearly but not quite as bad of an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so oh, well, we jumped down to Baltimore news. Let's jump back uh, because, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, talk at least a little bit this week about the impeachment talk. <laughs> um, now, I mean, I know we've been talking about this for, I don't know, two years now, uh, <laughs> about the fact that the president could possibly be impeached, uh, but it looks really good. We touched on it a little bit. I really don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about every, the void that's been created. Because we know the president could be. Well, hold on. I, I, I would like to. I would like to bring up the major piece of revelation that has happened since we last discussed this. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Which is this hypothetical? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't phone call with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And what did he say? And what didn't he say? And did he ask directly for somebody to look into something from a foreign government to benefit himself? Right. Uh, that has <laughs> now been replaced with him on the White House lawn asking China <laughs> to look into Joe Biden as well. With the Oval <laughs> Office in the background. In front of reporters. It was, oh, my God. It's Based the, on a question <laughs> asked of him by a reporter. It'd almost be like if you Are you kill- saying that's not privileged, Corey? Are you trying to argue with me that something the president said is not privileged? It's almost like if you were a black man who lived in Brentwood and killed his wife and her lover or other person involved in her somehow. Yeah. And and then uh, claimed you didn't do it, and then released a book said, if I did it. <laughs> Here's how I would have done it if I did <laughs> it. Kinda, yeah, It's kind of that kind of smoking gun. Like, uh, <sighs> can, we, uh, can we really just knock it off with this whole... Tr- like, I, I was almost sure like that by the time we recorded last week, he was going to admit that he did it. Like, he was going to say, like, you know, like, yeah, I had that call with Ukraine. Yeah, I did ask for him to invest- investigate Biden, but I was worth it because he did something bad. And to be fair, ooh, whoa. All right. How do I get out of that? There we go. Carly, Carly. <laughs> producer Carly watching it. Yeah, producer Carly was checking into the <laughs> podcast. Also really loud. And I thought I had it muted, but apparently you cannot mute that particular <laughs> Maybe just your volume turned off. Uh, I have the volume turned off. Let's go over to sound settings. Co volume up. Oh, yep, that would be it. Uh, we're gonna turn down the uh, ring volume as well, just to make sure. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, if I can get the ring volume to go down, apparently I can't lower the ring volume. There we go. Okay, Anywho. now we're muted up. Sorry about that. Yes. Sorry. About that. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, it's fucking phenomenal that somebody can be so dumb. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. How did you survive this long? I really. To be fair, oh, here's my point. To be fair, the first thing he said in responding to the question is, "This is a non-scandal. I didn't do the way. This is a, a huge mistake. I didn't do the thing that they're saying I did." However, then he switched gears and did the thing that they yeah. said that he didn't do right. twice to two different leaders. So, yeah. I mean, arguably, he d- he did exactly he didn't do what you're thinking that he did because he didn't admit that he did it. 
He just said he didn't do it, and then he did it again twice. So, I, I I really just think that Trump at this point is acting on the fact that he has never been called on anything he's ever done in his entire life, and he just thinks that like there is no way that he gets impeached for this. He could shoot a man he, on Fifth Avenue and get mm-hmm. away with it. Yeah, I mean. It's looking a little more realistic <laughs> every single day that that's true. <sighs> what, a, what an incredible quote from a president, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I think about a great nation quotes, divided can't stand or uh, uh, give me. Oh, no, wait, that wasn't a president. Uh, uh, Louisiana. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I, I assume he said something like that. Um, uh, I'm too drunk for this chicken. Is that something that Lyndon Johnson said? I think that's Lyndon Johnson. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm forgetting the best one. Um, Yeah, I broke in, and I'll keep breaking in places. I'll break in wherever the fuck I want to. That, of course, is Richard Nixon. What are they going to do? Impeach me? Come at me, bro. Um, And then they did. <laughs> that actually was not. None of those were actual presidential <laughs> quotes. Except the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah, the one Corey said was, just so it's clear, I realize that maybe our, uh, our fan base isn't as... Uh, <laughs> Just in case people don't know who Abraham Lincoln is, he, he did in fact say, a house divided will not stand. So. However, I think the most the most important uh, thing that's happened and the thing that leads us most to maybe there will be an impeachment is the absence of things happening. Yeah. It's the void, the negative space that's been created around the president, and that could be a problem. Yeah, so... Uh uh, I don't know uh, how many people are aware, but there are Sunday shows, Sunday news shows. Are they now? Yeah. We're generally uh, politicians or people like high up in the command mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will show up and talk with the moderator, whether it be someone on like Meet the Press or uh, I can't remember what CNN's is like Sunday morning or whatever. Um, but they they have these shows where the politicians come on and answer questions. Uh, usually you get somebody from the White House, usually you get somebody from the Senate, usually you get somebody from the House, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Uh, they're having a lot of trouble getting anyone from the White House or from the GOP Senate you to show say. up on the Sunday shows, hmm. especially because Kevin McCarthy, the Republican uh, minority leader, it went on to 60 Minutes and uh, oopsie doodled all over the place. <laughs> you putting a word in there. There's not there. You're putting extra words in. <laughs> See when he says, when he says, "Okay, do me a favor," that's not that doesn't mean what you think it means. He's not it's, asking for a favor. He's uh, he's saying, "Well, now that we're talking about favors, like you wanted one, but I'm not asking for one." But it's clearly in inter- like yeah. if you listen to the, they can't put inflection in these. It's things. It's all about. I listened to the tape. It's the inflect. Uh, you've listened to the tape. There's a tape of audio tape of this. <laughs> I mean, I didn't read anything or hear anything. Chris, you're you're breaking up, sir. I'm in the same room as you. You're breaking up. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, sir, I'm looking right at you. I don't. <laughs> Congressman McCarthy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'll you crack. <laughs> Just falls out of his seat and rolls out of the room. <laughs> Barrel rolls up. Scoots ass backwards out of the room. <laughs> he just follows it. Congressman? Congressman. Congressman. Scott, I, I'm looking Scott at you. Scott Pelley's like literally walking down the hallway with a microphone. It's like he's like reverse worming himself down the hall. I'm I'm watching you scoot down the hall. Congressman, I'm watching you scoot down the hallway. If I don't see you, you can't see me. <laughs> 
puts his head in a box. <laughs> Stands up, runs into a wall, falls down. <laughs> He's basically a toddler. I would like to ask you if the president did anything wrong. Puts his head in the box. It's just like, not here anymore. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've gone to my special place. Uh, I, but I know you're still there. Scott Pelly, is that you? Did somebody leave the t- television on? I think I hear Scott Pelly. Somebody en- please turn off the television. I enjoy these shows. I enjoy <laughs> these shows every Sunday morning. By the way, what time does that show come on? <laughs> what, the, like Meet the Press? Yeah, yeah. They're early on the East Coast, so completely unwatchable for people on the oh, West Coast. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, that's you why. You watch highlights. We we get up and go to a football game at ten, which seems an ungodly time yeah. on a Sunday morning. So that must mean those shows are on uh, right like about ten a.m. Eastern. Right time I go to sleep. So <laughs> right, like yeah, seven a.m. or so, seven or so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but it's I don't more think than, I don't think anybody wakes up in California that early unless they do film work. Yeah, that's the only people who are up. We're going to bed at that time. That's <laughs> that. That's how that's how Cali does, yo. Um, but um, more importantly than them not showing up on the shows is that they're also not making a lot of statements. No. There's also been a step back. There hasn't been the vocal support. There hasn't been the sense that, hey, if even with what's going on, I'm going to be the one out there who's putting my neck out. There's been a lot of like, I'm waiting to see where this comes down. Except for the people who have made negative statements in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about this one, but uh, uh, Mitt Romney got so animated that he said he was extremely worried. About whoa, what I whoa, know. whoa. This is a PG-13 show. I shouldn't be throwing around the E word, but... Yo, listen, uh, <laughs> sound, some strong words. Maybe you should have yourself a cup of coffee, all right? Uh, <laughs> Cut it out, Mitch. Yeah. Mitch. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Mitch McConnell is the leader of the Senate. Yes. And uh, Also not doing anything. Pretty sure he's in the Bermuda Triangle somewhere. I, don't know. I, I, just, I just enjoy that. It's like... Uh, by the way, a lot of the people who are still <laughs> Mitt's leaving in like one of, one of those like uh, <laughs> floppy hats. Yeah. He's like leaving Washington with a suitcase. It's just like time for my vacation, um, my annual vacation, which I have at this time every year for one year. <laughs> I do notice though that the only people who are talking are people who have already said they're not running for reelection. <laughs> it's like uh, I got nothing to lose. I'm just gonna put uh, Russian roulette. Yeah, great. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, or Ukrainian roulette, maybe? Yeah. Hmm, yeah, that'll be nice. <laughs> Let's workshop that. Let's, we're gonna, we got a little idea. We got something there. Um, but uh, before we uh, cut out of here, where, where are we at? Where are we at on, uh, where are we at here right now? It's hard to say specifically. <laughs> <laughs> because there was time that we were, we were bullshitting before so, the show started. I think I can do up to an hour on live. Yeah. And it cut out. About five minutes ago. Yeah. And it made me restart. But yeah, we had about 15 minutes. It's uh, 104 right now. Okay. So, so that would about, make about 45 s- minutes in or so. Okay, good. So, guys, for a sick change of pace, <laughs> let's talk about non-political stuff for the yeah, last 15 look at that. minutes. Hey, not sports, not politics. Um, <laughs> oh, also, uh, I realized today that I did not schedule the new episode for YouTube for Thursday. But I thought that I scheduled it to come mm-hmm. out on Thursday, so it didn't come out. But I'm going to do two episodes this week. Uh, when do you drop yours? Monday and Thursday. Okay, so I'm going to drop mine tomorrow. We, I mean, yesterday as you're hearing this, um, mm-hmm. or two days ago as you're hearing this. I'm going to drop it on Sunday, and then I'll put another one out on Thursday. Okay. Uh, because 
I was like, you know, it's weird. Like, I haven't gotten any notifications from YouTube that like somebody's I stayed watched up, it. I stayed up really late to record a Hustlers review uh, because I haven't been able to like put out a review. Yeah, yeah. and it's all ready. It's all set to go. Uh, and I'll put that out on Monday or yesterday, as you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's <laughs> it's really tough. I, the first time I've ever had to record one of those reviews at night too. Yeah. I look all contrasty and dark. <laughs> Just like your soul. Yeah, I know. Dark and brooding, just like your soul. Um, but, yeah, I uh, we are working. Uh, I have a couple in the can, which is good. Like I said, it'll be Sunday and Thursday. Uh, got to work on the sound issue. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to do that before I record more. But uh, I got Hustlers. I got Downton Abbey. Hopefully, we got Joker tonight. Um, I feel like I have a couple more, too, that I've seen in the past couple weeks. I'll have to go through and, and look at my – the best thing about AMC – is that uh, it's just like, what did I see? Oh, yeah, here, here. And uh, uh, was it Victory? Victory app? Yeah. Alamo the Alamo app. Victory yeah, app. Yeah. yeah. So um, I can go back through there and see uh, what we did, uh, what we've seen, and uh, go back and do some reviews. Uh, Hustlers review. That's going to be one. That's going to be one to check out. Uh, y'all might learn a little bit about me <laughs> in that review. Uh, it's going to be good. But um, that, that this was not to talk about. Oh, it was to yeah. apologize that it didn't go out because I thought I scheduled it. And I thought it was weird. You know what? My viewership went up 999% uh, on that first review uh, or the first video. And then I realized, I'm like, that's impressive. But then I realized I haven't posted anything new since 2016. So, yes, of course, it's an incredible growth to get 25 views on a video (laughs) after three years. So um, Just go on to YouTube and it's like infinity percent increase. Basically, it was plus nine 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like this is all we can give you but it's above that don't worry about it um mm-hmm. and uh i was talking to somebody at work and they were like you know what? i bet you were trending on um on front page for a <clears> while <throat> i was like what and they're like they like to push when people come back after a long time mm-hmm. they'll push you to the front page if you get something like ridiculous like that and my viewership i gained three subscribers and viewership was up and watch time was up all on the same video. So it's likely it got pushed to the YouTube front page for a while, which is nice. Yeah. It didn't result in mm-hmm. any like extra views or extra whatever. Uh, but, you know, still. Yeah. It's nice to think maybe I was there. <laughs> I was on front page. Maybe I was someone in life. Maybe. Maybe somebody saw me. <laughs> maybe know. an algorithm said that I, I'm worth seeing to something. Uh, I'm also seeing on Time Hop the... Uh, Clout post from yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I want to download that app again. I want to see where I am. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. I don't think it's around anymore. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. They're like, wow, so many suicides related to one app. That's that's <laughs> tragic. <laughs> Somebody flips through there and sees that Rob Cheek is in the top seven percent of people on the internet. My life is not worth living anymore. I'm sorry. Um, but the thing I want to talk about is this week in movies because uh, as I think we mentioned offhand at the beginning. Uh, or maybe it was when we were shit talking before we started. This week is the week of Joker. Joker is going to dominate this week and has, in fact, today and this weekend thus far, dominated the box office at number one. Um, the most apt description I've heard of Joker thus far, by the way, Taxi Driver 2019. Yeah. Uh, they found a way to say people love uh, superhero movies, but essentially it's just Taxi Driver, but we're going to put it in the universe of a. Uh, of yeah, a superhero movie, so people go see it. Um, which I dig, by the way. I, if you haven't seen Taxi Driver, uh, fucking go watch it. Um, uh, and his name is De Niro. I kept thinking Pacino. I'm like, nope, that's not right. Yeah. Don't say that. Don't say it's Pacino. It's definitely not Pacino. Uh, De Niro, in one of his very first roles, looking scrawny with a fucking mohawk and uh, looking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I was thinking Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon. 
around the same time. Yeah. Also skinny, young. Also, they're in the Irishman coming up. Are they? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. They, they when when I, De Niro, I am, went, I am hearing. I I I worry because this is the type of thing I would imagine I would hear on something that might not live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. But the critical response of people who have seen it so far has been unanimously positive. Okay. So I guess we'll we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm a little bit worried about... I, I don't know how I feel about the de-aging process yeah. over the course of an entire movie. Yeah. Especially with people who are not... I mean, like, when you de-age Samuel L. Jackson, like, mm-hmm. you're not really, like... He's Black still, don't crack. He's Black still don't essentially crack. the same person he was before. Yeah, go watch... Um, um, you could do it with compelling makeup. I was going to say... Uh, oh, fuck. God damn it. Uh, uh, not Reservoir Dogs. The other Quentin Tarantino movie that he's in when he's very young, or twenty years ago, ninety sevens, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, go watch Pulp Fiction and then go watch The Avenger, uh, Infinity War. Yeah, he looks basically the same. Yeah. it's like he's like, all right, I'm gonna leave one set. I'm gonna put on this eye patch and shave my head and let's go shoot another movie. And you're like, damn, you look exactly the fucking same, dude. <laughs> like, uh, I bet not under uh, his face. I bet yeah. like there's but making age- Robert. Robert De Niro looked like a 20-year-old is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. It's he didn't look 20 when he was 20. Again, um watch Taxi Driver. He was like in his mid 20s then, I think, or late 20s. Something like that. Yeah, but he looks like a like aged guy. Uh by the way, remind me to tell you, I got an idea for a script. Okay. You just said the Irishman that made me think of the thing, and De Niro would be good for this thing that I'm thinking about. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. So De Niro, if you're out there, I got your next project. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, I think we'll be good for that here. We're going to try something and see how disturbing this is. Uh, let's see if this works and isn't super loud. Okay, maybe not. Are you trying to see if Carly Girl will show up? Yeah, again? I want to see if Carly wants to be in my Instagram video again. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll see. Also, it can't be loud. Okay, Carly. Carly Girl. Producer Carly has joined us. Nope. Nope. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> Producer said- Carly's. I hear something. Yeah, there is sound. There is sound. Okay. People who are doing this don't know how to be quiet. So, uh, anyway. So, let's talk about box office. Joker is in. Taxi Driver 2019 is basically what Joker is. I'm hoping that it's a little more than that. I want it to be in the DC universe. I'm I'm very excited about this movie. Mm. And I think that if somehow Warner Brothers can get the message... That every single DC movie mm-hmm. should just have some sort of like standalone value. Now you can definitely do a trilogy like uh, Nolan did with The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. But I I think universally lauded for their cinematic value is like The Dark Knight. Right. Like everyone says those are some fucking beautiful Batman movies. Yes. yes. Um. And the fact that they don't have to live in the same world as uh like a a future justice league or something like that. Oh, it stands alone. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it to me that much better. Yeah. Um because the ones where they're actually trying to like force things into a world are have been for the most part awful. Well, uh what do you mean like Justice League, like Batman vs <laughs> like Superman, like Aquaman, Aquaman, Wonder uh, Woman? I liked Wonder Woman, but that one kind of stood alone on itself too. Uh, there wasn't anything that really like they didn't force her to deal with other 
uh, members of the Justice League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, hey, none of you have been born yet. Now yeah. let me have my movie. And uh, even <laughs> Wonder Wo- Woman's going back to fight the Nazis. And, uh, <laughs> Superman Wonder- ain't alive. I think Wonder Woman 84 will be kind of similar to that, too. Yeah. Like, none of them are really even around. I mean, I guess they're alive then. Yeah. Um, Aquaman is theoretically alive. Uh, but I don't think I don't think you're gonna see them show like it, the problem with Justice League was just like at a certain point like Aquaman showed up like riding a meteor or something yeah he's just like yeah my kind of party I don't it's think he's like where the meteor fuck, where the fuck did you come from I don't remember how that goddamn movie went why am I gonna <laughs> wasn't no he was riding one of the bad guys right one of the bad guys could fly and he was like I don't it, and then they hurtled down to earth from a thousand feet in the air and then he just he walked just away down yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's a demigod what do you want from him it's the prince of the ocean <laughs> listen the rock is immortal and he fell out of a five-story building onto a car and all that happened was that he broke his arm all right he just broke his arm and then later broke out of the cast by Ripped flexing his muscles <laughs> that's the time for some bad guys to die Yes, I got some work to do. All right, let's get it done, son. Um, (laughs) The rock is walking out of the hospital. The doctor is falling behind like, don't go through any metal detectors. (laughs) Don't try to fly on a plane. And then Kevin Hart for no reason. Just Kevin Hart's there. He's on the plane. It's fine. Um, Wait, that's two different movies. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Too fast and furious. Who cares? Anyway, so very excited about Joker. The game doesn't matter. The points are made of. Yes. Uh, Joker's going to win. I'm very excited about that. I think Corey's very excited too. Uh, Abominable comes in at number two. Kids movie. Uh, And we were discussing earlier how depressed every man who has to go with his kids to Abominable is as he hears Joker happening through the wall. Something tells me that there's a lot of six-year-olds to ten-year-olds who are at the mall, the local multiplex, wearing their Joker shit, like walking up to the counter going like, one for Abominable, please. (laughs) And or a lot of very irresponsible parents who are like, hey, this movie starts in 20 minutes. I need you to sit right here and not move. Yeah. When it's over, I need you to sit here for another 35 minutes and then I will be back here to get you. (laughs) Now, to be fair, Joker started 15 minutes ago, which means the actual movie is about to actually roll. I'm going to run in there. I'm going to watch that real quick and I'll be back here before you know it. Don't let any men take Here, you to the bathroom. Here's an iPad. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Have fun for the next little bit. Uh, yeah. So or that. Or or there are a bunch of uh, little <laughs> punk-ass kids like us who are just like Joker gear. Like, abominable, please. <laughs> By the way. What, I don't see anything wrong with this. What time's the next Joker showing start? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I can't read the board. What's it say? Uh, I'm doing a project for school talking about what times they show movies at. I've asked all the movie theaters in town. Oh, man. What time is Joker playing? <laughs> um, number three, Downton Abbey. This yeah. Uh, you never watched any of Downton Abbey, right? No. Uh, I got a review coming for Downton Abbey. I, I binged every single episode this spring and summer to get myself ready for the movie. Yeah. You told me last week that it's not worth seeing if I don't know anything about it. Yeah, no. Uh, however, caveat, you should binge the entire series and then go see it. Something tells me I won't like it. It's a BBC series, so when I say binge the entire series, and when I say it's been on TV for nine years, what I really mean is there's 27 episodes <laughs> you, can, you have to watch. You can watch one season's worth of The West Wing, and Basically, it'll take yeah. more time. 
<laughs> and then you'll be ready for the movie. It's yeah. fine. Um, but no, if, if you haven't they seen... They had nine seasons. Each one had two episodes. <laughs> one season, I think, is is five episodes in a Christmas special. That's it. Aired, so. aired over two summers in the mid-2000s. Uh, but uh, it is really good. And um, yes, I, I will repeat that advice on the podcast that I gave to Corey, which is if you have not seen any of the episodes, do not, do not go see it. Because you will understand maybe the A plot. Yeah. But A plot takes up... 15 to 20% of the movie. And the rest is just like all these cute little B plots that fans like me have are so excited about, but will make no sense to you. You're like, those two are super mean to each other. Why are they friends? And then I'm like, all right. So listen, uh, back in season two, what happened was her son and her granddaughter, and it's just a lot, but you need to know it. Uh, number four this week, hustlers. And I can't say enough good things about hustlers. First of all, I remember a JLo video from maybe 2000 and no, 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 maybe 97, 98. Mm-hmm. She was with Ja, ja Rule in the. Uh, Is it the one where Ja's like, your lips, those eyes. <laughs> no, that, that, that wasn't JLo, was it? No, that was, uh, the, uh, God, the other girl who I was in love with. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, hers was uh, where she dropped the N word. And then there was a discussion about like. Can Hispanic people use the N word? And her argument was like, uh, well, in New York, we can. And everyone's like, I don't know if that's a good argument. And then Takashi 69 happened. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a thing. I get you. All right. Um, but nonetheless, this guy who doesn't look like he should be allowed to say anything. No, he, he can't put together a functioning sentence uh, unless he's ratting all his friends out. Um, but j-lo in that video with yo Jaro. trump's asked china for joe biden information on the lawn whoa 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 whoa! all right let's listen to him maybe he's got some stuff to say <laughs> let's forget about the face tattoos uh maybe he's got some truth but uh j-lo in that video eric trump asked me to bury a hooker for him go on <laughs> not gonna cut you off keep going keep going um in that video in 97 98 j-lo is in a thong bikini and uh i mean you know, for those who may appreciate that kind of thing, Corey, I'm looking at you. Beautiful women. Yes. Mm, I was going to say that particular body part. Okay. Uh, it was uh, probably life changing for you. Uh, I know that I was singing in a choir at the time, uh, and I was singing the uh, what do you call it? What's the uh, not baritone? That's here, mm. and then there's the alto? alto. I was singing alto at the time, uh, and I came home from school and I saw that video, and then I went back in, and the next day I was like. Yeah, <laughs> just in one day, whatever yeah. J Lo did to me there. Uh, so I will tell you that it is completely unfair that she's fifty years old. I'm she's gonna... fifty, and it looks exactly the same. Yeah, her ass looks exactly like Samuel L. Jackson's face. <laughs> <laughs> Has not aged a bit since nineteen ninety seven. Um, but it's it is a really good movie. <laughs> that aside, it's a really good movie. Uh, oh, I'm getting a warning in the uh, Instagram <laughs> chat. Watch out. <laughs> Not that, you know, it's uh, anything, you know, I'm never going to have access to JLo. And if I yeah. did, I would forget my own name, let alone her <laughs> name. Uh, it's not as if, you know, my company represents her and I could have a meeting with her if I really wanted to. I'm just saying she looked very beautiful and uh, she's a very talented actress. You like Constance Wu, right? Yeah. Constance Wu, who I recognized in like the first five minutes and then got lost in the character mm-hmm. something so i'm like that's the mom from that's the Fresh that's the, the boat? that's the opposite effect i had of j-lo though i will say yeah but i think that's because i was like, playing herself as a stripper it's just like i got this big life with all this stuff i and- 
I, I don't want to spoil my review too much, but I did not have the same reaction. To oh, Space. so people are going to have to look for that on Thursday? Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah. The, Monday, Monday, Monday. I will I will uh, truncate my views in this. I mm-hmm. think that it was an exceptionally beautiful movie. Yep, that was shot really well, and the crew. I think the crew did a, a, an amazing job yes. in that movie. Yeah, um, and I think that there was a lot of talented acting that was going on, but it just missed the mark for me. Okay, and it's like one of those like when you have a movie that's so well done, but a couple notable things miss the mark. It just feels like it's only those imperfection you know sure it's like when people used to complain about cindy crawford's mole it's like oh she's such a beautiful woman except for that mole it ruins everything you know yeah and uh 12 year old me is like <laughs> mole she got a mole <laughs> wait she has a face <laughs> <laughs> i i have a uh i have a cardboard cutout of her at my house <laughs> i've decimated a lot of parts of that but not i've never noticed a mole i don't really i don't really know what you're talking about um but okay so there's a hole not a mole <laughs> What? <laughs> so, if you want to hear the, uh, You're the one who talked about decimating a cardboard cutout, <laughs> it's all about the subtlety of it. It's leaving unsaid is just as important as saying. All right. Fine, uh, fine. So, if you want to hear the pretentious review of Hustlers, <laughs> check that out on Monday. And if you want to hear the Everyman review of Hustlers, <laughs> that'll be coming later on. Uh, I guess probably next week, not this coming week, because this coming week will be uh, it, Chapter Two. On Sunday, which, by the way, is still the number five movie this week. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, I didn't realize, but uh, dropping that in September really was a smart move. I wonder, did Ad Astra just leave leave the theaters? I mean, like, I, I've seen it. It's available. We could go see it. Yeah. But it was in and out. I don't think that it was necessarily good. But this is why we have I've, AMC. I've heard. I've heard a. Uh, uh, a member of the crew has been talking nonstop about how bad Ad Astra was. Oh, really? And how angry he was about it. And wow. Like how he left early and stuff like that. So, hmm. Uh, That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, well, but this is why we have AMCA list. <laughs> see whatever we want whenever we want. Yeah, because we, we just yeah. go. We're like, hey, it might be bad. I don't care. Then yeah. I'm just going to go see it. Um, which is not true with Joker. I mean, we are going to go see Joker, but uh, it's also like, hey, I'm going to go see a movie in Dolby surround or whatever for the same price that I would for my monthly. Yeah. My monthly, uh, membership. So, um, we'll see, we should see if we can see Ad Astra though. Cause it looks like it's on the way out. Um, and it's only going to get worse next week. Like there's just more stuff coming out yeah. week after week, uh, leading into and more awards Halloween. fair coming up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we really need to get, if we're going to see it, we should see it this week. Um, so could go on Tuesday or I think Monday you're working, night. I thought you were working Tuesday. No, I'm off on Tuesday. We didn't have video because, oh, it needs to go up Tuesday. Yeah, and I asked if you wanted to record on Tuesday, and you're like, no, Tuesday doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work because I I would be able to get out probably for a movie, but the idea of coming and recording after that would not be uh, ideal. Not be feasible. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I can leave work, but like to get here on time to really record, I got to leave at like five, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that I'd be able to do that. Yeah. But I can get to a movie theater at 7.30 for- Right, right, right. Yeah. Um. Okay, or we'll we get, could go so. on Monday and, well, but Monday would be, have to be based on whenever I get off. Yes. So. Like at 10 o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> we so. have to go to an 11 o'clock movie like some of us don't have jobs. <laughs> That's always all hustlers. By the way, uh, one of the comments uh, that, uh, that uh, Roxy made about hustlers was like, I wonder how Corey felt watching this movie by himself. <laughs> like, 
because there was a, a gentleman sitting by himself in the row behind us. And I instantly thought like, wow, I would be uncomfortable here by myself. Um, in the first scene, just the first scene of the movie, I was like, wow, uh, I'm not sure I would want to come here by myself. Group of buddies like, OK, we're we're movie fans. We're going to come see a movie. One dude by himself is jacking it in one of those rows <laughs> in the quiet. Uh, I couldn't because there were two people who were a seat away from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and your internal monologue was giving them a voice that they were talking? Is that what you're saying? No, they were actually talking. I, I've never been more disappointed. They're like, always actually talking. And I'm sure you reported it to Alamo Crew. No. Really? No. Oh, my gosh. Why not? I mean, I wrote an email later, but I didn't like do it at the time. They can't the, do anything. The guy, so the well, the girl was literally like turned towards her friend, and I was like watching her like move her mouth. And I'm not the one. I don't. I, I I'm not going to try and like fix the situation by shushing someone loudly because mm-hmm. I I just feel like that brings some unnecessary attention to the fact that mm-hmm. I I'm aware that they're talking. Mm-hmm. But I was literally just sort of like looking not at the screen now at this point, but rather the person talking, watching their mouth move. So I did catch catch that mm-hmm. part, and then see. The guy, the the server walk by and like stop and like see them talking. Like I, I could link everyone's face, seeing yeah. the whole situation happening, going like, I don't even need to inform him. He's seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. And then he just continues walking along the way. Yeah, but I n- think that no the Alamo complained. Draft House right now is not enforcing the rules because they don't want to seem like they're kicking people out left and right over some rules that people don't understand, and later, maybe one day, they'll get around to enforcing the rules. Okay. I, but why I was so excited about Alamo Drafthouse was because you could go to the theater, and you didn't have to worry about talkers. I take from this, and I hope everybody at home takes from this, that Corey Psychosis has graduated to visual hallucinations. <sighs> it's not just hearing the voices anymore. He's actually seeing the mouths move. Um so I'm concerned, and I feel like it should be reported. If you are a mental health professional or, you know, a must reporter, this is your car. This is your time. So thank you. Please do. <laughs> no, I mean, but the other thing is, I think that the rule with Alamo is not that you're talking that they'll kick you out, but if it's reported that you're talking, they'll kick you out. So you may have missed your opportunity That's right there. That's not the rule. It says no talking. This is a no talking zone. If you start talking, you will get warned. If you get warned again, you will be thrown out without a refund. Okay, maybe they. That were is warned. the rule. Maybe they were warned. I, I think maybe uh, the 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 thought I had for a movie theater way long ago in the past needs to come back. What's that? Armed guards up near the screen, and if you start talking, the little red dot comes across your chest. Yeah, yeah. The first time it happens, it's a warning. <laughs> the second times it happens, you're dead. Ah, okay. All right. And then we don't have to... Uh, eventually, we'll kill enough people that we won't need to worry about talkers Weren't anymore. are you talking about the cruelty of the president putting people in camps down by the border? This, listen, those immigrants did nothing wrong but want a better life. These people are the real monsters, all right? They talk during art. It'd be like if you went to the to the Louvre and you were able to see the Mona Lisa for the first time ever, and you're just like trying to like soak it in, and then some like slack jawed yokel behind you is just like she ain't even that pretty. Why they gotta make a painting out of her? You realize so people like, don't talk in museums all the time. I am going to fucking kill you, sir. <laughs> I yeah. will fucking kill you. People talk in museums all the time. I know they talk in museums. I I've been to museums. I know what museums are like. Also, I sound like Trump. <laughs> I've been to museums. I know what museums are like. <laughs> But <laughs> I make the best museums. 
I'm the best at museuming, okay? I know I understand. I don't think you remember about the time where I wrote a $1,000 check to the Guggenheim Museum of Exotic Art. Also, art art is a strong word. You were at Hustlers, all right? That's, uh, that's something. I don't know if it's art. Uh, it counts. I mean, we'll ask the uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences whether or not they agree with I'm you. Sure, I'm sure, assuming that there are not five more deserving choices, that J-Lo will get nominated for her appearance at the awards alone. <laughs> I mean, that's... Looking for an excuse to nominate her. If for no other reason, she's going to the Golden Globes. I yes, mean, like, just because sure. she's J-Lo and she's in a movie, yep. <laughs> she'll be in yep. the Golden Globe. Pretty sure she was there for uh, Anaconda, too. That fantastic <laughs> performance from 97. Hey, Jersey girl. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Gili. Gili. Yeah. Have you ever seen Gili, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, not good. I could turn her. Not good. Do yeah. not watch it. Do not watch it. <laughs> it's one of those movies that has aged so badly <laughs> like it was it was bad before wasn't good when it came out <laughs> even worse now worse time after time uh well we got to be near an hour right yeah we've, we've done our I, due diligence I mean, <laughs> we've done our duty for today it's like if you made a movie a year started shooting a movie a year ago about like trans people not counting or something that and then it goes into theaters and then it just looks really bad and then a year or like 10 years later you look back on it and you're just like how did that movie get released <laughs> that's your movie yeah. i know <laughs> well, who is somebody hated me so much uh it's like you did a movie i just about- wanted to work with my boyfriend it's it's like uh you did a movie about uh the rich shooting poor people it's- on a reservation was that no was it poor people shooting rich people? No, no. it was rich people, rich people shooting, shooting poor, poor people. people. Yeah. yeah, and you do the movie, and you think it's going to be great, and then they take it out of theaters, and nobody ever sees it. And then five years later, there are places where rich people can actually shoot poor people. Thanks, President Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't say anything in the Bible about shooting poor people, all right? <laughs> Listen, it's it's less of a strain on the rest of us taxpayers. We need to eat the babies. There's only so much time left, Corey. They said we have months left. We need to eat the babies. <laughs> this has gone startling off the rails. Oh, oh, that's a town. That was AOC's town hall. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Okay. I thought you knew what I was doing. No, no. no. So a woman stood up. She did a town hall, and a woman stood up and was talking about climate change, and she was actively engaged. She's like, yeah, no, I'm with you, climate change. She's like, I'm so proud of you for doing the green initiative, but it's not enough. And she's like winding up. She's like, yeah, you're right. It's not enough. I got ideas, bitch. Yeah. Just let me get started. And then she was like, so I've been reading about this and this, and I think the only thing we can do is start to eat the babies. And she takes off her outer shirt, and she's got a shirt that's like, eat babies on underneath it. And it's just like, we save them from a world where they cannot survive, and we get sustenance. We need to eat the babies. And like, security immediately is like, what the f- like what? And she is like, she goes from like winding up and I'm yeah. about to give you this great answer to like, oh shit, what? What's, <laughs> What's going on? I'm uh, no longer shaking my head yeah. up and down. No, we need to consciously do the no yeah. shake. Yes. I don't want to be caught doing the yes shake to eat the babies. Um, so either that woman was the greatest troll of all trolls or yet again, it's proved that New York is a crazy fucking place <laughs> to try and be a politician. So yeah. anyway, eat babies. <laughs> Soylent Green is babies. <laughs> it's Bieber. <laughs> Soylent Green is Bieber. You know what? That, that came out around the same time as um, Taxi Driver, right? That was probably 74. <laughs> Westworld was 75. 
Taxi Driver 78. <laughs> There's so many great Charlton Heston movies where you you don't realize the big moment until the last like 30 seconds of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like fade out yeah. on the big moment of the movie. Because I remember my mom told you me. You did it. You blew it up. You damn <laughs> dirty apes. My mom went to the movies to go see Planet of the Apes. And like when they were like on the horse on the beach, she's just like, all right, this isn't wrapping up anytime soon. <laughs> she went to the bathroom. She came back and it was credits and she didn't know what happened. <laughs> and, then, and then my dad goes like, it was Earth all along. She's just like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. How would it be Earth? <laughs> you blew it up. You animals. The 70s were a weird time in film. It's like Pacino's doing a movie about how his he wants to get medicine for his boyfriend. For anybody who never saw Soylent Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like, uh, it's the, movie, the whole movie's like, we found this new uh, perfectly green. It's uh, a perfect food. Yeah. It's it, a processed food, but it's perfect. It gives you everything your body needs. And it doesn't require killing any animals no. or anything like nope. that. And like. It's nutritious and delicious for you. And the whole movie, there's like something weird and something wrong about it. Nobody can quite put their finger on it. So, and, and also, like, well, wait. So, also, there's other soylents. It's yeah. like there's white and yellow and brown, and they're all like terrible, but green. Yeah. Everybody loves green. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much green. It's, you don't have to get your ration. You can eat as much as green as you want, which, of course, to Heston, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, why is there so much green? Why is it good? Why is there so much of it? Why does yeah. it give me everything I need? This doesn't and they, make sense. And there's slowly. Taking away little bits of the thing up until the last uh, minute of the movie, where, just, where he just like comes walks, out of nowhere. He like walks into a room and he just sees like people like in a in a terrarium. And yeah. it just says like Soylent Green on. It. He's like Soylent Green is people, is people, and then credits. <laughs> and literally, if you saw him walking down the hallway, you would be like. Yo, we got like another forty minutes of this. I'll be right back. But then just, you like, come back walking in rooms. He's going to have to talk to a scientist at some point. <laughs> no, just walk in for the big reveal and credits. That's it. But my dad was friends with somebody who was in the terrarium. <laughs> somebody really? was, a, yeah, one of the soon to be soylents. The, the thing is, the third act of a 1970s movie, amazing. It's like, we're building, we're building, we're building, crescendo. Third act, we only need one line. Bam, credits, we're done. <laughs> We hit the crescendo, we're in the third act, and we're out. Robert McKee's story of the 70s. So you build the entire universe of the movie over the first 45 pages. Then over the next 45 pages, you start bringing it to its climax. Yeah, and in yeah. the final half of a page, you solve it. Absolutely. And then we're out. <laughs> and credits. <laughs> and then it's the, uh, the uh, director's com- or it's the commentary from the actors. And he's like, listen, this is a story I didn't tell uh, when they were asking me. Um, Cocaine is a hell of a fucking drug. And I'll tell you what, we would write uh, the 45, 50 pages, and then we'd do another line. We'd write the other 45, but then it's 9 a.m., and we're just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. How do we wrap this up? And uh, Heston looked over at me, and he said, Silent Green's people? And I'm like, that's magic, Heston. Yeah, you got it. So I'm like, he goes into a room. He sees people in a terrarium. Silent Green is people. It's people. And he's over my shoulder like, that's fucking magic. Let's get some sleep. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's go. That's a hit right there. <laughs> did, did you see, before we leave, uh, oh, God. <laughs> Justin Fenton had a wonderful tweet over the last couple days. I'm mm. going to say weekend because I clearly don't know what day it is. Mm. And I'm just sort of like going off of like my in- belief that it happened in the last couple days. Uh, hold on. Yep. Here we go. 
Uh, Trump just now <laughs> followed up by three pictures of a uh, uh, fuck. Uh, it was from Charlie Murphy's Hollywood Stories on the Chappelle Show. Oh, uh, Rick James. Yeah, Rick James. Uh, <laughs> slide one. See, I never just did things to do them. Come on, I got a little more sense than that. Is the second one <laughs> followed by the third one? Yeah, I remember grinding my feet in Eddie's couch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three sentences that, no, I didn't do it. Maybe I did it. Yes, yes I, I definitely did, yeah. did it. No, the, it is, no, I didn't do it. Why would I do it? I'm smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> By the way, uh, that fuck is- yo, couch! <laughs> that is an accurate representation of our president- <laughs> By a 70s rock star high on cocaine all of the time. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> R.I.P. Right. Charlie Murphy. R.I.P. You know what else is a hell of a drug? What's that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey, oh, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me on my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, uh, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm. Or at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Hustlers Review is out now. Go check it out. Um, Joker Review will be coming out on Thursday because I will record it on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, that's about it. All right. And of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog. The reviews, Everyman Review, It Review, supposed to be out Thursday. Now it's out. You can check that out. And another review, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, coming out Thursday. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, the books, which are available on Amazon. Byrod's books. Thank you. And I know those books are uh, – I got one that's overdue. We're working on it. We're getting it out. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. Um, and, you know, what, Corey, I do note, a uh, little politics heavy again this week. Uh, but look how much fun we have when we're not talking about politics. Yeah. We're just all over the place. It's kind of crazy and fun. So we want to hear from you guys. Would you prefer we move all of that political stuff over to its own separate place so we can keep this light and airy and fun? <laughs> so he could do our hour of Soylent Green as people. Yeah. Just Charlton Heston impressions right now. Yeah, we keep the guillotines over <laughs> on the other show, and this is nothing but Charlton Heston impressions. Like, welcome to the Charlton Heston impression <laughs> hour. Um, but we'll keep the main show for the fun stuff, the stuff about our lives and the industry, and we'll take the politics over to the new show. Uh, let us know what you think. Char- Charlton Heston and hustlers. <laughs> so everything dried up out <laughs> After the economic collapse, and we all had to find new ways of making money. Uh, I really am just now picturing... Soylent Green. I'm picturing Charlton Huston in a thong, shaking it in like a really dirty strip club. <laughs> You'll take these singles out of my hand, I'm not cold dead ass. <laughs> That's what you can expect when uh, we move things over, so let us know what you Go think. Go ahead, Cardi B, show them how to grind. You can, of course... Uh, <laughs> God, Cardi B, too. Ooh. Uh, of course, you can uh, let us know via the uh, telephone, 443-219-7595. Oh, my God, Husher's here. <laughs> uh, you can send an email to Corey at uh, uh Facebook, Instagram, at... Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, at Anthem. So let us know what you think. Yep. Well, I think we've done good today. <laughs> Right up until that Charlton Heston in a thong comment, I would have agreed with him. Uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. I'm a bad, bad girl. But as always, you're listening to the Ode the Anthem podcast, part of the Ode the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. No one to deny. <laughs> I kind of want a Fiona Apple cover by Heston. 
Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> I got so many things. I really wanted to tell people about the uh, the new project idea with the uh, the scenes and the shooting. And that'll have to wait. Ah, all right. It's, yeah, it's uh, we've been. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see. We've so, been working. Uh, come find out. Maybe next week. Yeah. Bye.